Hello, friends, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. Today, I want to spend some time talking about instances where military fighter jets have been scrambled to intercept UFOs. Some of the more fascinating cases from UFO history, for me personally, involve UFOs spotted visually in the air by pilots, radar appearances, and military engagement. Several such cases exist, and we'll talk about one that just happened in 2017. Before I get to that one, I'll mention some other recent fascinating and disturbing UFO engagements. Back in 2013, I wrote a story about an article that appeared in the October 2013 issue of the military aviation magazine Combat Aircraft Monthly, detailing how the Islamic Republic of Iran Air Force, or IRIAF, has reportedly used F-14A Tomcats to intercept UFOs for decades. Near the end of the article, a section titled UFO Hunters describes that F-14s have been used by the Air Force during the last 20 years to, quote, intercept foreign and unknown aircraft, end quote. The article explains that when Iran's nuclear program came to light, the United States used unmanned aerial vehicles, or UAVs, to gather reconnaissance from nuclear facilities in the fall of 2004. IRIAF reportedly had four F-4s and two F-14 interceptors standing by 24 hours a day because of this UAV presence. Other F-4s and F-14s were kept on alert, and some were even flown every single night to monitor the area's airspace. But some of the unidentified craft they reportedly encountered were anything but ordinary. UFOs were spotted multiple times by both ground radar and airborne radar. According to Combat Aircraft Monthly, Iranian sources described that the UFOs, quote, displayed astonishing flight characteristics, including an ability to fly outside the atmosphere, attain a maximum cruise speed of Mach 10, and a minimum speed of zero, with the ability to hover over the target, end quote. These craft also reportedly emitted high levels of magnetic energy that disrupted navigation systems and jammed radars. The article highlighted one of these bizarre encounters. Here's what was written. In one case over Eric in November 2004, the crew of an F-14A armed with two AIM-9Js and two AIM-7E4s spotted a luminous object flying near the heavy water plant of the Eric site. When the beam of the jet's AN-AWG-9 radar painted the object, both the RIO and pilots saw that the radar scope was disrupted, probably due to the high magnetic energy of the object increasing the power of the reflected radar waves. 
the pilot described the object as being spherical was something like a green afterburner creating a considerable amount of turbulence behind it. The Tomcat crew achieved a lock-on when it was flying a linear and constant flight path. Once the pilot selected an AIM-7E4 to launch against it, the object increased its speed and then disappeared like a meteor. The article also mentions a 2012 incident where an F-14 was scrambled to intercept an incoming UFO. But seconds after taking off, the F-14 exploded. Other attempted engagements by the F-4s and F-14s were unsuccessful, so the IRIAF reportedly discontinued flying missions against these quote-unquote luminous objects. Both Iran and Russia allegedly investigated these UFOs, but after a two-year investigation, the Iranian army settled with the conclusion that the crafts were simply U.S. intelligence drones. Now, no currently known aircraft has the ability to perform like the UFOs observed in Iran. NASA's X-43A scramjet set a world speed record for a jet-powered aircraft, Mach 9.6, or nearly 7,000 miles per hour, in 2004. That's not Mach 10, like the observed UFOs in Iran. And it certainly doesn't have the hovering capabilities observed. DARPA's unsuccessful test of its HTV-2 hypersonic glide vehicle managed to attain the crazy speed of 13,000 miles per hour, but only for a few minutes before it lost control. It's a natural assumption that the U.S. military has secret aircraft and technology that is yet to be publicly acknowledged. Even some of the stuff that has been acknowledged like the U.S. Air Force's B-21 long-range strike bomber, have unknown characteristics and abilities. But until such incredible technology is revealed, it's impossible to conclusively write off the UFOs engaged by Iranian military as U.S. drones. All right, now let's jump into the incident that just happened in October of this year. On Wednesday, November 15th, an article titled Airliners and F-15s Involved in Bizarre Encounter with Mystery Aircraft Over Oregon was published on The War Zone. The War Zone is a section devoted to military technology, strategy, and history on The Drive, a website owned by Time Incorporated focused on automotive culture. This article's author, military and aviation correspondent Tyler Rogaway, tells the story of an incident that took place in October 2017. An unidentified craft was seen at approximately 4.30 p.m. on October 25th in the sky near the border of California and Oregon. The article points out an apparent witness account posted by a pilot to Reddit. This pilot states, Just landed in Seattle coming from the Bay Area. Beginning over southern Oregon, we kept overhearing Seattle Center attempting to track an airplane with no transponder who wasn't talking. A handful of crews were able to track it visually. Best they could tell, it was between 35,000 and 37,000 feet northbound. Nobody close enough to see the type. Last we heard, it was over the Willamette Valley northbound, and some fighters, perhaps out of Portland International Airport, were scrambled to go take a peek. Center had trouble tracking it on primary radar. Strange. My theory is they were running drugs to Canada. No news yet, not that I could find. This pilot followed up with an update stating, 
called Seattle Air Route Traffic Control Center. The gentleman I spoke with said that they initially got alerted to the aircraft from Oakland Center, who was painting it on primary, illuminating it with radar but without transponder information. For whatever reason, they couldn't track it themselves on primary, and that's when I overheard them using airline air traffic to track it visually. The last airplane to see it had to descend into Portland and lost sight of it. The fighters were scrambled out of PDX, but flew around for a while and did not find it. And that's that. Audio from air traffic control seems to corroborate the story. Center, uh, good evening, Southwest 4712, flight level 380. We're watching that uh, unknown aircraft at uh, 1 o'clock. Southwest 4712, Seattle, turn around here, and the CS, maybe I'll see Thank you. Southwest 4712, are you just visual, or is there any PCAS in the case? Uh, no negative CCAS, it's just a uh, visual. Uh, just Roger that. Yeah, our estimation is now between uh, 12 and 15 miles, uh, definitely further away than it was before. There's some clouds up there, so it's getting harder and harder to see it, but we still see the uh, the object there. That's 47, Paul, I didn't think you're one, one to two o'clock right now. Yep, uh, affirmative, uh, between 1 and 2 o'clock. Southwest 500, contact the Oakland Center, 1997, 500. United 612, Seattle. Good. United 612, uh, take a look out to the right side, there's 3 o'clock. Maybe 5 to 10 miles for uh, an airplane that's maybe northbound 370 ish. Yeah, we got him, it's a white airplane. Yeah, about uh, 10 miles away. Yes, sir, is he about a BU overtaking? Yeah, he's a beam us. He looks like he's slowly going uh, a little bit right now from us. Uh, he's behind us. Yeah. Thank you. Keep a good camera, you know. And uh, from Southwest 4712, uh, uh, it's starting to get uh, really hard to see it, so he's definitely moving away from us. And uh, can the uh, United crew uh, tell what kind of airplane it is? Yeah, uh, they do have visual now uh, ahead of you, about 20 miles, and uh, I'm trying to get some more information, but I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, for United 612, it's just a white speck out there. I mean, uh, we can see it, but uh, there's no identification on it, just uh, that it's there. United 612, can you estimate any altitude? Yeah, it looks like he's probably about four or 5,000 feet above us. United 612, uh, can update me on uh, a couple more things. If you still have that air aircraft in sight mm -hmm. on uh, the relative velocity to you and the position now. Yeah, he's still a beam, so he must be going about the exact same speed as us. And just a very slight vector to the east from us. And like I said, about, uh, I don't know, three to 5,000 feet above. Yeah, he's probably still about uh, 10 to 15 miles away. Unless I knew the size of the plane, it's hard to tell. Understood. Thank you. That was 3478, Kevin.
author, Tyler Rogaway, summarizes, quote, The audio is fantastic as it illustrates that there were many communications between various jet crews and Seattle Center, whose controllers tried to track the aircraft as it made its way north towards the Willamette Valley. The aircraft was not able to be tracked on radar, nor did it show up on crews' digital traffic collision avoidance systems, but it was clearly there, although never quite close enough to positively identify what its exact type was, end quote. Rogaway reached out to the 142nd Fighter Wing based at Portland International Airport, North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, and the FAA in an attempt to gain any additional information about this UFO. NORAD acknowledged the incident, confirming that airline pilots were asked by air traffic controllers to help track and attempt to identify a quote-unquote white aircraft traveling at approximately 35,000 and 40,000 feet. NORAD also confirmed that F-15s from Portland were scrambled to investigate, but were unsuccessful in locating the mysterious craft. Rogaway, being a military aviation specialist, explains, quote, The 142nd Fighter Wing operates F-15Cs upgraded with the most capable air-to-air radar set in the world and sniper advanced targeting pods for long-range visual identification. Their pilots are some of the best in the world and are highly trained in the Homeland Air Defense mission. The fact that they didn't find anything is surprising to say the least, end quote. The FAA also acknowledged the incident, but provided no additional information and the 142nd Fighter Wing didn't respond at all to Rogaway's inquiry. In his article, Rogaway cites another post related to this incident, reportedly from an air traffic controller that states, quote, I was working an adjacent sector and was helping to coordinate some of the military stuff. They ended up launching F-15s off of PDX to try and find it, but no joy. The crazy thing is, we didn't have a primary target or a Mode C intruder, and it was outrunning 737s abeam it. Also, Q conspiracy theory, 
Our QA department was working on this today and got a call from the command of the 142nd Fighter Wing at PDX and was basically told to knock it off and we know nothing. Although unlikely, a couple guys at work seem to think it may have been the Air Force's secretive NT-43A based off of the description and also the lack of military interest. For what it's worth, I think the FAA is pursuing this at higher levels. From a safety standpoint, if the military is running super secret test stuff in the national airspace, that's bad. If I were one of the pilots that had a sighting, I'd definitely be filing a NASA form and any other official reports that you can. If the aircraft continued on its presumed heading slash course altitude, the F-15s were sent the wrong way. The last known position was around the Eugene area, heading north around 750 knots, and the fighters went south when they launched 25 to 30 minutes after the report in the Shasta area. The time of day made it hard, all the guys on the east side couldn't see it due to the setting sun, and the northbound traffic on the west side was pretty sparse. I guess Oakland Center had a good primary mode C on the guy for a bit in the Red Bluff Municipal Airport area. It was initially heading southwest, and it made a pretty sharp turn to the north, way harder slash faster than what a commercial aircraft could handle at that speed slash altitude without ripping off the wings, end quote. Obviously, we can't confirm or rely on these supposed witness statements posted on Reddit, but they are interesting and provide supporting information that can be considered when looking at this incident. Naturally, some believe this unidentified craft was some top-secret military aircraft out of Beale Air Force Base in California. Unknown military technology should always be an option considered when trying to identify or explain unknown aerial objects. It's a foregone conclusion that the military possesses technology unknown to the general public. But still, with this particular incident, considering all the available evidence, we're left with several interesting elements. One, an unidentified white craft was seen by several pilots flying over Oregon. Two, fighter jets were scrambled to intercept and identify the unknown craft, but were unsuccessful in locating it. Three, the FAA and NORAD confirmed the incident occurred. And four, the craft was large enough to be seen at distance by commercial traffic, it reportedly traveled at an incredible approximate speed of 860 miles per hour, it had limited radar reflectivity, and is capable of executing high-G maneuvers. As Rogueway points out, quote, having an unidentified aircraft that doesn't show up on radar flying among civilian air traffic in the flight levels for extended period of time isn't something you just brush off especially considering the current global security situation and the circumstances that have existed since 9-11, Again, it's certainly possible that this craft belongs to the military and NORAD, the Air Force, etc. aren't divulging the full story. But without confirmation of that and looking at the interesting elements of this case, it leaves the door open to other possibilities. The incidents I've just mentioned are an extremely small sampling of instances where the military has reportedly engaged UFOs. UFO history is filled with documented cases of UFOs prompting fighter jets to be scrambled, 
dogfights with UFOs, and other fascinating encounters. If that kind of stuff interests you, I encourage you to spend some time researching, and you'll find some pretty incredible stuff. That is it for this episode of Unknown. If you haven't already, consider going to iTunes to rate and review this show, or even refer it to a friend. As always, I encourage you to give me feedback on the show. I want to hear what topics interest you. So shoot me an email at jason at rogueplanet.tv or send me a message on Twitter or Facebook. I'm acentric on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-C-E-C-E-N-T-R-I-C. And I'm the UFO Geek on Facebook. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do me a favor, friends. Stay strange. Stay strange.